everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chance. Today, we're going to be talking about the 140 title defense that happened this past weekend. Regis Progress came out victorious, but did he really? Also, we'll talk about all the top stories and news of the week. So let's get right into it. My name is Bobby Sampson, joined with my man, Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you today, buddy? I'm doing good, and we're coming hot off of our interview last week from Ryan Carl. I get a lot of good feedback about that from our last boxing show. You know, it was a good interview. Here we are. Now we're going to do some current news and some breaking news. But uh, thank you, Carl. And I've got many, many messages saying he's a great interview, good voice. So thank no, you. No, absolutely. That uh, no, absolutely. Thank you, Ryan, Carl. Thank you so much for coming back on. Yeah. Uh, a busy time for him getting all the kids ready for camp. Um, I, I'll be honest, man. I mean, that was a different type of podcast last week. Uh, it was it was one of those podcasts where we kind of sprinkled boxing in it. You know what I mean? It's usually the yes. other way around, but it was kind of cool. Was, I'm I'm so happy to see that Ryan is on his path and, and, and he's finding his way and, you know, figuring it all out as he's going. So I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll come back with round three. Um, and if know. he ever fights again, which I think he will, uh, we will be in attendance. Wherever Absolutely. That may be. Absolutely. But let's get into the guys that are fighting currently. Yes. So last Saturday, Regis Progress defended his WBC 140 title against uh, Danielito Zorella. Zorella. On the zone. On the zone. Uh, Regis's first fight for Eddie Hearns as his new promoter. Um, I'm going to start off with this, man. I really have a feeling, and I've talked about this before, and you know what? I really don't think guys should fight at home. I just don't. Because they get the home home discount advantage from the judges. That plus, in this case, I'm going to be honest, man. I, I really, A, the judging was fucked. That's the one thing about right? boxing. I'm, I'm going to call it here, you know. Uh, you know, basically what we had here was Regis winning, but he had a really hard time beating a faster, more skilled, and surprisingly more powerful Zorilla. Zarella came to fight, man. He was he a did. big underdog and he brought he his A game and it was, was close. And I mean, it could have been a draw. You could have gave it. Well, I mean, it ended up in a split decision Saturday night. Um, the referee blew a call in the first round when Zarella did. did yeah, knock and he him fell down. on his knees and Buddy yeah. pushed him over. He should have been yeah. knocked down. It should have been a knockdown. Changed everything. Because if you think about it, in the Cody fight, I mean, they used instant replay there. I know. To determine that he didn't take the knee. That I'm not sure they didn't use play here, and also we can't totally blame the judges, like you said. The ref made air; he scores at a knockdown. Then Zarella probably wins the fight. So yeah. I mean, you know that should have been a knockdown in round three. It was a knockdown. Well, yeah, it was in round three. Then we come back. Now we're going to round three. Progress caught Zarella with the left hand that caught him hard and hit him to the deck card. Oh, yeah. Um, right back up. He kind of like a half roll and popped. Right yeah, up. yeah. It, it, it looked knockdown. more dramatic than it did. You know what I mean? With the legs up in the air. Like a gymnast. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, The punch caught him really clean, but he was largely on the hurt, thinking he had him. Progress trapped him in the corner, and he tried to, you know, beat the living shit out of him before the bell rang, couldn't get the job done. From the fourth round onward, Zorilla stayed on the move, neutralizing Progress's offense and hitting him with punches as he came forward. 118-109-117-110. For progress, one fourteen, one thirteen, Zarella. How do the just that scoring alone says it'll happen? The judges sees three judges seeing 
well, two judges seeing two complete, a completely different fight than the other judge seeing. Like the scoring is so, so all over the place. Like, it look, I'll, I'll, horrible. I, I am not a professional judge, but I had a seven five for for Zarella. In my opinion, yeah, I thought he won too myself. Right? I thought he won. Um, you know, he, he landed the cleaner shots. I thought he did yeah. a better job of keeping progress bottled up on the outside. Like he wasn't really letting him get to work, right? Here was the, the referee. If the referee scores out a knockdown, I think we probably might have a draw. I think he would have won the fight myself, but judging by how the judges seen it, I think it would have been a draw. Referee made a huge flub there. How does he not notice that? Smart by Reedus to tie him up and kind of go down. Kind of it was a wrestling move, you know, dirty yeah, trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won on the fight. Well, after the fight, he did admit that Zarella gave him problems and he apologized to the crowd who had was booing. For the lack of action from the eighth round, right? Um, I think he should let his hands go when whenever he got close, but he looked like he was shaking from the early missed knockdown in the first round, right? I mean, Zarella did an excellent job of tying him up, and and you know when he would get in the inside, and you know, and I don't know why the referee was warning him for holding. I mean, that's a clinch; it's a part of the game. I mean, a lot of tie up, yeah, right. But again, home crowd, like you said before. And now he wants um, to fight David Haney. He's calling all the big dogs out now. Well, look, after that performance, I don't think he should be calling anyone out, in my opinion, only based on that performance. I'm not saying he's a bad boxer, but based on that, I mean, A, if Tiafimo ever did come back, I mean, shit. Which he will. Which he will. We'll talk about that in a minute in the top news. But, you know, guys like Haney will eat him for lunch. Oh, yeah. He's not even on that level yet. Right? Um. You know, even Eddie Hearns was pissed off after the fight. He didn't look happy, right? He knew, right? Like, you know, uh, I just think, I just think overall, I think it was just, it's a combination. And I I don't think it's, 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 it's a stress or a fear or, or what's the word I'm looking for? Stress, fear, um, anxiety. Of fighting at home in front of your home crowd, I think it's everything that builds up to the fight. You're at home. You're not away from it all, right? You have your yeah. cousin's cousin's cousin asking you for tickets, right? Some you guys got... relish in like a Tyson Fury will knock you out. It's not everybody's like that. But Canelo's did okay, but some guys, like you said, they feel the pressure more than Look, others. There's, 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 there's a handful of athletes who can perform at home. Okay, yeah. this year has shown. Late last year onwards has shown me every person, female or male, Katie Taylor. George Cambosis lost. Twice. George Cambosis, right? Josh Taylor should have lost in Scotland. Yep. Right? I'm just saying, it just it's it's a clear indication that a lot of these girls and guys, it's not the fight. It's everything else leading up to the fight, especially when you're at home. I just yep. think it's too much pressure. Except for our boy Tim Zoo. Well, no, Tim. Yeah, First but Tim. Round. Tim's. We'll get to that one too. And then that you cannot sleep on that name anymore. You cannot well, sleep on fight that Charlie kid. Next. We'll get to that. He too, has but... to. Yeah, yeah. No, hundred percent. So ultimately, I mean, it wasn't the greatest fight. No. It um, it was. It was fun. I was happy for Zarilla. I really am. I I think that he showed himself really well. If anyone came out and promoted their name and elevated their game, was it's him. him. Yeah. Right, yeah, he, he did. Good. He did what he was supposed to do. Regis didn't. Regis got the win, but he shouldn't have won. It should have been a draw at best. I think it's so. At best, 
But the judge um, made the flub. The judge made the flub. Didn't score the knockdown. So it threw the I think it threw the judges off. It shouldn't at this level, but that's what it seemed like to me. So does does boxing need VAR? Does it need instant replay? I mean, let's be honest. I have, like that 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 cost that man the match. Or are they going to have like maybe you get one one challenge like they do in football? I would think you'd have to consider something like that. And it has, has to, to come from rounds. You can't stop the fight. Yeah, yeah, no, it has to but be I in think between the rounds. With boxing, if you start challenging stuff and it goes on for five minutes, then you get longer rest. So how, when do you actually going to? How can you challenge it? This is the problem, right? I mean, it, it, for for every solution, Unless you got a video guy in the back. Well, there has to be. No, no, that's yeah, yeah. There has to be a video guy in the back. Like I think at this point, it has to come from the uh, commission. The commission would be the one, like the corner could go to the commission head there, say, "Hey, we want to call that. We want to check that." Right? It has yeah. to be for specific things, though. It can't be. That's the thing. Where do you draw the line? Is it going to be questioning knockdowns? Is it yeah. Questioning no, no. It, well, look. Let's let's look at the let's look at what happened to that's... Cody. Let's look what happened to Cody, right? Yeah. Against Abel Ramos. I was there and it happened really fast. They solved it in minute in seconds, right? Yeah. While he was in the corner, they quickly went, they checked it. Okay, no, no knockdown. Done. It that can be done. But not right. always, sometimes it's gonna drag on and on. Right. But you also have seen in situations where, like, for example, at the smaller casinos and stuff, um, the people who run the casinos are the commission in that case, right? Yeah. So uh, I, I can't remember what fight it was, but they went back and did the replays and everything and they changed the call. I can't remember who it was. It's tough, it's tough to have instant replay in combat sports because around you only get a minute break. Yeah, so yeah. You don't want to impede the flow of that, especially if the guy's hurt and sitting in the corner, you got the next rest. Make it could change everything. So no, it could change everything. But if they know if they know it's gonna be coming, you know, that that would be on that would have to be on the corner to make the call right away. Right, you get your cut, man. Yeah. You get your second. Go tell the commission we want a challenge. You got one minute. How hard is it? They look at the review, the replay. If knee touching, no, done. Right, you don't need fifty fucking angles like you do in hockey. Yeah, I know. Right, maybe hopefully in the future they figure out something. But yeah, it wasn't. It was a decent fight. Nothing great. But it was all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so that was basically it. So let's move over to Australia where Tim Zhu made small work of Ocampa. One round it took him, man. Ocampa looked like an amateur in there. His first punch, he was hurt. His hands were down. He's, he's out of position. He's off balance, flopping and, around. And guys, looked, guys and girls, Ocampa is no joke. This guy, at one time, yeah, was, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> if but there's levels to... of this stuff, and he wasn't even, he, he's three or four levels below Tim Zoo. Like, it, just the way he looked in that round. Like, I get it, Tim hits hard, but Tim was just flop and like just throwing wild shots and this guy had no answer for his hands were down he's off I balance. Think, he had no well, deep off, why didn't he tie up he didn't okay. tie him up well first off tim zoo is a slow starter that's that's what i've you know, seen in her not for that night, but i think he came out with a vengeance because yeah. of all the shit that's been talking you know coming from the states you know what i mean yeah. like they're not taking him seriously and i think charlo Needs to be worried now. This kid is serious, man. He's got his father's power. He can fight. Right? Yeah, I just don't Yeah, you're right. I just don't understand Ocampo. Like, he didn't even tie him up. He didn't even clinch him. He didn't he get just, a chance. Like, yeah, no, but you get a chance. Like, you would he figure. Had defense and stuff, he would, he would, he would you grab would. him. He'd you get would. out of the way. He just had his hands down. Like, he, he was, was a deer in the head. Dude, he was completely caught off guard. I think he thought it was going to be a, a, a feel out round, whatever the case be. 
Uh, he got hit hard, and after that, he just couldn't recover. He couldn't find his faculty. Oh, 70 right? seconds, he's done. 70 seconds, and he was over. done. Right, it was over. Like, he couldn't recover from it, because I think his game plan was based on what we've seen from Tim Zoo in the past. He comes out, he, you know, finds his rhythm, finds his groove, and then fourth, fifth round, you start to see him get to work. That didn't happen here. He totally threw the game plan out. Everything those guys probably prepared for to start the fight was completely off. Yeah, that right? that yeah, you're right. That was bad defense, and that looked I don't know. That just looked very amateur to me. Ocampo will never get another title shot again. He's, he'll be a mid card guy, middle of the road guy. But hey, hats off to Tim Zoo, man. He came in there, did what he had to do. Seventy seconds. Hopefully, the Charles hand, broken hand, is good now. So hopefully, they're saying by October. Well, see well I mean, we, we, we should probably get that. Yeah, no, we probably have to get that. That's the next fight. And Zoo Great did fight. everything. Yeah, and Zoo did everything he had to do, right? Yeah, he came out unscathed. There's 70 no seconds. Excuses, right? I don't think dude even broke a sweat. I don't think so, man. He just right? mauled him. Just he mauled him. him. He finished him. And I think he did that, A, to send the message like, hey, guys, yeah. I'm not, I'm real. Look at me. Look at me. I, I'm, you know, forget George. No, I'm, Austra- I'm Australian boxing. Absolutely. I'm Australian boxing, right? George is fighting Father, in a couple weeks, though, but yes. Right, right. George is fighting in a couple weeks, and I have nothing against you. I love George, right? And he just, Me too. unfortunately, would have been champion at any other time if it wasn't for the names that are there with him. Yeah. Fair? Fair. Speaking of that, uh, Bob Aaron's been a meeting with uh, Devin Haney's dad, and they're going to do, not official, but it's looking like he Lomachenko, too, because there's too much controversy. they got to settle that. So I think that'll be the next fight we see again. I hope so. If it happens, we got to be there for that. Well, yeah, no, definitely. I, I would love to be there for that, and I think we will be there for that. Uh, Devin Haney, again, I mean, you know, him calling progress afterwards, because he's licking his chops. He knows that's an easy oh, yeah, fight, right? Easy for <laughs> like, I don't even know. I, I don't think Regis should even consider any of these guys right now. He needs to go back and figure out what he needs to do. He's a great fighter. Mm-hmm. I have nothing against Regis. I think he's great. I just feel that with all those names at 140, and we haven't entered Shakir yet. Shakir's yeah. not at 140 yet. You got Haney, Tank, Ryan. I think out of all those guys, the easiest fight for Regis would be Ryan. Yeah, that would be a good fight. That would be a good fight too, though, Re- right? Regis will, Regis will get a big fight pretty soon. It won't be Haney, I don't think, but he's going to get somebody. A marquee yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bolton? No, no. So far. What's his name? Um, Broner? <laughs> Yeah, he won his fight last fight too. He beat the lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> he's still around. Don King Promotions, Adrian Broner, top fighter. There you go, man. There you go. Do you think Broner will ever get another title shot? No, he's done, no. right? Ah, uh, he's done. That'd be maybe a mid card guy. Maybe he got a few more fights, and he'll be doing like exhibition celebrity fights. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah All right. Uh, so basically. Eddie Hearns has ruled out Anthony Joshua versus Dillian White for August 12th, so that's not going to be happening anymore. Everything is pointing towards this fall in Saudi Arabia. Joshua Deontay is probably going to go down. I'm also hearing that Deontay might fight Andy Ruiz before that fight is a tune-up this summer. I don't know. Got to be make the fight pretty quick because we're we're in the summer now. So Well, we're getting there. Uh, Edgar Berlang... Berlanga is fighting Jason Quigley this Saturday. Uh, another name that was mentioned by Canelo. What do you think? What do you think of this well, fight? David Benefit. This should be an all right fight. It should be a good fight. Yeah. Um, 
David Benavidez is not fighting Canelo next as he's fighting Morel in a pay-per-view coming up soon. Yeah, and, I'm, and, I'm hearing October or November for that one. Yeah, so Canelo just, I don't know, he's just going to feel it out and wait a little bit. He just fought. He's in no rush, but yeah. um, he was going to fight uh, Babu Jack at one. They, he wanted to fight him at 180. Jack's like, no, fight me at 190. Canelo had a rehydration clause. They sent him a contract. But yeah, Jack I know. Out. Yeah, yeah, I read about that. So here's the thing. Who, how... I know how, but it just Jack's thirty nine, so he's an old man. So for the rehydration room, it's hard, right? No, 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 no. I'm I'm not even talking about that. What my point is here is Canelo seems to fuck himself when it comes to making fights. He he prices himself out. His requests and demands are just unrealistic. Like, okay, he wants to fight Badu Jack. The weight limit is two hundred, but he's saying you have to fight me at one eighty. So he's first. Expects yeah. him to lose 20 pounds, yeah, right? Off his weight class, defend his 220 title. Yep. Well, basically, at 180. This, I'm the A side. Jack's probably a C side. He's a good fighter, but he's not a, he's not gonna sell many pay-per-views if he's just fighting somebody. Canelo knows that he's doing the Mayweather playbook. He stacks a deck, rehydration clause, all these crazy weights, yeah, yeah, certain no, gloves, I, ring size. I, I get that, I get that, but we're not what what it ain't right, but that's what he does, right? No, but it's not right, but that's the bullshit part of it, right? Um, all right, yeah. so we've already talked about we touched on it really quick. Uh Benavides is probably gonna fight Morale next. Yeah, uh, but here <laughs> here's something interesting. So trainer Jose Benavides Sr. says he's not interested in Sun David challenging WBA regular super middleweight champion David Morel Jr. Jose says he wants Benavides to fight Jamie Muginia or he wants to fight Bivol at 175. Well, he's going to have to fight soon. So he's going to keep waiting and waiting. Bivol's fighting next. So how long is he going to want to wait? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, right. I have a feeling, and you know what? I mean, I, I love David Benavides and I met his dad and he's an amazing guy, but I almost get a feeling they don't want to play for all. It's hard to say. I think they're thinking how much paper he's not going to sell. They want a more of a more of a marquee name. Well, you want a marquee Bivol, name Canelo. as well, too. No, no, I get that completely, right? Um, you know, but but here's the thing. I mean, morale, you know, I feel that Plant exposed them a little bit. And a guy like Morel will take those things and really yeah. make them bigger. You know what I mean? So I think based on that, that's why they're kind of wanting to stay away from him because that guy is strong. That guy could yeah, I mean, be, I'd be a good slugfest. I, I don't right. know if they're saying it's going to happen. Who knows? But I mean, right now they're basically saying, um, you know, that that's where it's kind of sitting right now. There's a, there's a final fight this weekend for the WBC intern middleweight belt. It's uh, Carlos Adamas versus uh, Julian Williams. So that should be a decent fight. That should be a decent fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. So Jose Senior says Morel lacks experience and isn't well known enough right now for Benavides to fight him. So Getting it's prize fighting, right? Muginia at 42 and 0, 33 KOs would be a good option, but it's difficult to believe that Golden Boy promotions will allow him to fight Benavides. Especially after his um you know shitty performance against Devichenko on June tenth. Yeah. So I think he'll end up fighting Morale, but we'll see. You never know, right? But Benavidez got he should stay active. He wants to fight Canelo and Bibble and all the big guys, right? Big name guys, at least. Yeah. And then also, also, um, Canelo saying he 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 wouldn't like he fight better Bev. 
fight the winner of that. So he's just throwing out names, see what he can do. He just fought. No, I know, but he needs his next fight because his two times to fight are uh, Cinco de Mayo and Mexican Independence Day. So Yeah, well, I mean, the reason why he wanted to fight Jack is he wanted to move up another weight class, get that belt, and have then Canelo be a five-time different weight champion. Um, Matty Pocky has got eight. Nobody will ever beat that, but that's pretty impressive. Five no, no, I, I, I don't have any problem with what he's doing or what he's trying to do. I don't even like, you know, I defending the guy. I don't, I don't really care for him. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. what he's doing. doing no, no, I get it. I get Good that dog. mentality, but at the same time, you're not really, you know, like a lot of people are starting to hate on him. Yep. Right. A lot I've of people like are hating on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just like, okay, you know what? Like, we're, we're all this young blood, and I gotta give it up to the young bucks, man. Like they, you know. Uh, not the wrestling tag team, but but you know the young blood that's in the sport right now. They're not afraid to fight each other. They're they're doing the right thing. Yep. I mean, twenty twenty three so far has been amazing for a boxing and wrestling in terms of what yeah, we've had Daniel and, Benko, right? <clears throat> now we're getting uh, Bud and Spence. Yeah, yeah. So basically, from all those kind of perspectives and everything, you know, you would expect like the Canelos and it's like I've said to you before, Chance. I mean, you look at Canelo and you look at Tyson Fury. These are the two biggest names in boxing. They're the biggest mainstream, biggest mainstream names in boxing, right? I mean, you, you, the casual fan knows them. Oh yeah, everybody. The the non-casual fan knows who those two guys are, and if they're gonna sell everyone short and and do the things that they're doing, how do you expect the sport to grow? That's all. Thank you for bringing. You're right. Thank you for bringing up Tyson. They're saying he might even fight Nivano here. In the summertime, he's even talking about it for a couple of years, right? It'd be easy money for him, yeah. Get the crap out of him and get ready to fight uh, Usyk because Usyk's camp is still saying we want Tyson. After no, well, I, well, oh, yeah. Look, I mean, at, at the end of the day, the year that we've had in terms of all the unification fights, the unification fights that are coming down the pipeline here, we got one in you know at the end of Jan- July. I don't know if you've heard about that one, a guy named Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford. I don't know if you heard of those two. Um, might have heard of them. Uh, that is phenomenal, right? Enough. October, we'll probably get Carlo Carlo defending his undisputed against Zoo. So we got two more coming. And I still year. think before the year is over, we're going to see Fury Usyk. I still think it goes down. That would have to be the nightcap, you know, for for the year. In we my have opinion. three major massive fights. You, we've had Heaney Lomachenko already, massive, great fight. Spence Crawford. And then we're going to have, hopefully, Fury, Usyk. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that if that's how it goes down. No, it doesn't. And I'm, I'm hoping that's what it kind of comes down to, right? Um, and Garcia and Tank was a big fight on paper, too. i got to give that one. Right? Well, that's what it I'm didn't saying. Right? that way, but it was big. No, it didn't. But it, it's, it's, that, it's that thing. Like, okay, look, they're willing to fight each other. They're willing to put it on the line, right? If yeah. you're young enough, and you have an undefeated record, you can take a loss at that young age. I can understand a guy coming in at 35 with a 35 and 0 record not wanting to fight that big name because he wants to retire, you know. All the greats have lost, man, except for Mayweather, Marciano, everybody else has a loss. So it doesn't, like you said, you can handle that no, loss too. It you doesn't can, define right? you. It doesn't define you. And I think that's what this young blood generation, you know, as much as, as I talk crap about millennials and Gen Z, I got to hand it to the to the fighters and of those generations, man, they're they're stepping up, right? Absolutely. So you got to respect that, and you know that's going to make the sport great. Um, I tell you that's what, brother, man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. So let's 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 see what they do, right? I mean, one more thing on Canelo. When Canelo makes these demands and Canelo, you know, puts these things out there, 
do you think that he's insulting the guys that he's trying to fight? Like, these guys oh. don't want to think about it. Like, okay, in the case of Badu here, okay? Yeah. Like, the guy fights at cruiserweight, which is 200 pounds. Yep. 30, you're asking a 39-year-old man to lose 20 pounds, to defend his 200-pound title at 180. Yeah. And then on top of that, you can't go back to 200. You can only stay at 185 or whatever, right? So it's it just kind of like, it's insulting yeah. to the other guy, in my opinion. Uh, it could be, I guess, if you're that guy, take it personally. But they, Carmelo guys look at it this way. Besides Fury, he's the biggest star in boxing. You're going to get the most money fighting him. You go to his demands, you don't get paid that money. Like I said, if Jack, he's not going to fight him, he bowed out. The next fight Jack has, he won't even get half of what he would get paid to fight. Yeah, tomorrow. I get it. I get it. Most of right? these guys that fight Canelo and 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 Tyson Fury, even though those two are making fifty million apiece, the other guy's only making maybe I'm saying only, but like only two million dollars compared to the fifty the other guys. Well, making. no, no, they're getting a little more than that. But no, no, I think one of them fought. Like, it was like, what did what did Bivol get? He got no more than maybe two point five three million. Well, he was an unknown name at the time, right? But like Triple G, he got like twenty million. But Triple G's a different character, though. Like he's, yeah, he's up there as well, right? Pedigree, but, exactly. But like Canelo and Mayweather and Fury have the mentality: are we are the A side, A yeah. plus side? You yeah. guys aren't. You take this or leave it. Go or go fight in a bingo hall. Basically, yeah. No, I I get it. I get. Not it. saying I just, it's right, but that's no. The I just wish they would have a bit more respect for the people they're fighting. That's all I'm saying. Like when they oh, throw demands like that, that that I find is insulting. They're trying, and they want to give themselves the advantage too, absolutely. Right, but I mean, if you're trying to give yourself that much of advantage, what are you saying about yourself as a fighter? I'm just saying, just saying. Yeah. You know, where, where's your confidence level in yourself? Yeah, no, I hear you on that totally. Right. All right, Chance. Uh, do you got anything on this day in boxing? Yeah, I got a couple. Before I get into, I got one thing I got to mention. They got a new documentary coming out, produced mm. by Mark Wahlberg and Mario Lopez, who are big fight fans, AC Slater, people know who Mario Lopez yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. both really good boxers as far as like sparring and stuff. They got a new documentary coming out. It's coming out on July 24th, part one, July 25th, part two. It's a documentary on De La Hoya, his life, behind the scenes, rare footage. It's supposed to be really well done. I mean, like I said, Mark Wahlberg and AC Slater, big time boxing fans. Mark Wahlberg, for those who don't know, played Mickey Ward in the fighter. Yeah. So check out for that, 24th, 25th. It's not Definitely. out yet. Oh, wow. Good sounds exciting. This day in boxing history, 43 years ago. Yeah. In Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Roberto Duran upset Sugar Ray Leonard, 15 rounds. His, probably his greatest victory ever. Nobody's seen it coming. And he won it as a classic. And yeah, Roberto Duran, one of the kings. I got to show you guys, speaking of boxing history, one of my buddies gave me a whole bunch of the grandpa's old magazines who passed away. So this one is from 1962. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's one. Most of them all have all the end. I got other ones too. Nice, uh, man. This one's from 1963. Sweet. And you'll turn, be surprised articles and stuff in there. Turn turn that around, man. I love that. Look at that. Yeah. Classic. Cassius Flavors, old Archie. There's that one. Oh, wow. Got another one here, 1967. Classic, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, check wow. the back. Nice man, you should put those in plastic bags, man. Oh, yeah, I got a whole bunch of these, and there's another one from uh 1962. Well, all Ali, eh? Well, I got other ones too, but yeah, 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 yeah. So, and look at the back of all these, eh? Showing men 
Yeah, man. It's kind of like the good old days. Don't be that guy at the beach who gets sad. And the headline sad. says, is, is Clay as good as he says he is? That's the headline of this one. 1960. Wow. So, so I show those old, old boxing stuff there. And That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, Roberto Duran, 43 years ago today, Montreal. Montreal has quite a good fight history, actually. We've got better BF coming up here. Dude, I mean, Mon- Montreal, Grand Prix wrestling, uh, a lot of big fights awesome. happen in Montreal. A lot of boxing, you know, classic fights happened out there yeah. that we do not know the about. 80s, 70s, absolutely. 60s and 50s as well. Um, I want to throw one more thing out of here before we knock out at the press conference in New York between Spence and Terrence. Uh, we'll talk about those guys a lot more as we build up to well, one more our- thing. Everybody tune in. Free fight. Carlos Adamas versus Julian Williams. WBC intern middleweight title in Minnesota. Showtime card. Check it out. Should be good. Sometimes these cards don't got a lot of hype. Are better than the ones that get the hype. So if you love, you boxing, know what? It's a great card. It's free. It's on TV in Canada. It'll probably be on TSN if you don't get Showtime yeah. on your packages or anything. Uh, but yeah, definitely check it out. Highly recommend it. Now, I wanted to touch on this really quick before we close off the show here. Okay, Errol Spent said something at the end of that press conference, which I found really, really cool. Uh, he talked about WBA, WBC, WBO, IBF, all the major entities, all the titles. They get 3% of every fighter's purse when they, they're fighting for a title. Not just the champion, but the uh, challenger. the challenger yeah. has to give that money, even if he loses. Yep. So Errol asked the question, what happens to all that money? Think about it. What's what's 3% of 50 million? A lot of money, dude. Couple right? Mil. Couple mil. So you think about it, Canelo, let's just say it's 2 million, right? Yep. So he's got four belts. That yeah. dude is writing an eight million dollar check out of his fifty million. So I mean, he's down to forty two million dollars now. He's got to pay trainers. He's got to pay trainers. He got to pay Renoso. He's got to pay all those guys. So at the end of it all, he probably walks that out with. Well, te- well, I don't know if he cashes his checks in Mexico or what he does, but yeah, I'm not sure how that works. But but the reality of it is, it's like, well, these guys get paid in the back after the fight. They're cut a check right there. Right. So he made the point, like, what do these guys do with that money? Especially when a guy like Tyson Fury or 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 a Canelo are fighting where those are the guys that are making fifty million dollars a pop. What happens to that money? Is it there to help the fighters? Is it there just to throw their one once a year big bash that they do? Where where does that money go? You're talking about for the belts, the money the percent they take? Yeah. Yeah, it's in the promoting. They they throw in on the promotion in the fight for their belts because of the prestige. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. But, Putting but, the fights and mandatories. They got they got their own council and stuff. They get paid. No, I get all that, but but what are they doing? Like that's a lot of money, bro. So where's it all going though? Like I mean, it's it, is is it helping the fighters? Is it doing anything for the fighters, or are they just pocketing it? And I don't know if it's helping the fighters. I wouldn't yeah. say it is. It's going to the the guys that are on the board of WCB, IBF. They're all separate entities, right? Yeah, they and I, I think. And this is why I think Errol brought it up. It's like, who the fuck are these guys to get this much money considering they're not putting their lives on the line? Yeah, but he's got a point, but it's the same thing as saying, well, the Walmart owners make billions of dollars and the lady has 16. No, 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 no. I get that. I get that. I get that completely. It's a different feeling, though. I'm only bringing it up because these guys are putting, like, I don't think the lady at Walmart, unless some idiot comes, which is very common at Walmart. You know their their lives aren't really at risk. No, but they're they but they're also paid really well for putting their lives on the line too, right? It's dangerous, but they're getting paid compensated very well. 
You would think so. I mean, a handful of them are. Most of them aren't. No, the top guys are, yeah. Right? Like, I mean, yeah. I don't know. He's got a good point. Yeah, I can't argue that. No, I'm, I'm curious to see if that lights a fire and, you know, we start, like, those guys don't want any, they don't, you know, the, the major entities don't want to be talked about. They don't. Yeah. Right? They want to be there to present the belt and they want to be there to, to take the picture ops. But as soon as anything serious is asked or anything is mentioned, they don't want to talk. No, that's true. Right. And on that note, my friend, why don't we wrap this up and get into the weekend and enjoy our time with our families? Brother yes. Man, thank you so much for a wonderful week. Uh, that was good. Uh, yeah, let's wrap this one up and get back together for Tuesday. On that note, my name is Bobby Sampson, joined with my man, Mr. Chance Michaels. In the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And in the words of Ed Whalen, the infamous Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Sap and Chance. Everybody have a great weekend. We will catch you at the beginning of the week. Sap and Chance out.